live from the heart of my bottom. In brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evils might beware my power microphone therapy's light. And a bunch of a-holes. From beautiful downtown Auburn, California, we are going to talk about this Annie Dukon person. Duka. Yeah, Duka. No, Dukon. Dukey. Dukey. Um, and Sonia Farrick. These are the two people that have, uh, they were drug lab testers, essentially. They worked in drug labs in Massachusetts and... They tainted hundreds of suspects' files and uh, blood tests to convict them for one reason or another. Well, one of them was because she was a crack addict and she wanted all the drugs. And the other one was a crack addict and wanted all the drugs. So, so they were getting the drugs from where? They're lab testers. They work for the state. So they took the drugs from the lab? No, they didn't. No, they were just finding them on the street. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? Free drugs? Where? I <laughs> don't that's like when they're like, watch out for your kids' Halloween candy because there might be drugs in it. On the street. It's like nobody's going to give your kid free drugs. Yeah. Go on. So, have you guys, do you guys deal with online pharmacies or do you have to call for your for your prescriptions through a pharmacy oh, or anything else oh, like that? Oh, I've done that. And, and I've done the online doctor thing where you call up and tell them you have a problem and they send you medicine. Okay. So, have you actually ever had to call a specialty pharmacy? Like a for, compounding pharmacy? No, a specialty pharmacy. No. no. So specialty pharmacies work for things like biologics, like what I take for my psoriasis, things like that. Drugs that are not available from doctors, from regular pharmacies. Like if you go get Oxy, you, well, you may not be able to do that anymore. But let's in the past, you were able to get Vicodin and, and yeah. Oxy and all this other stuff from your regular pharmacy. Yes. These are... A level above that where they come directly from manufacturer and the manufacturer has to deal with you through their specialty pharmacy. I have had in the past had major problems with these specialty pharmacies. And now I'm having another problem with my specialty pharmacy. Called them today to find out what was going on with my with my shot. And the guy that I spoke to couldn't form a complete sentence. And was it was like dealing with a guy that was just distracted all the time. No one. No one at all. <laughs> so when you're being put on hold every 30 seconds for five minutes and the phone call is taking almost an hour at this point in time, I got so pissed off at the guy, I just hung up on him. Like he was like, oh, I'm sorry, we'll, we'll give you a call and this and that. So what, what essentially is going on is my fucking insurance company thinks that I need 84 days worth of shots for my, for my, for my injection. Uh-huh. Where, like, for the last 10 years, I have been taking a shot and it's a 90 day, it's a 90 day dose, meaning that my shots last, like, I take one shot or two shots and they last for 90 days. And they, and it's a, it's a bell curve. It goes, it peaks out after however many days, 45 days, and then it starts to drop off. And then I start to get itchy and irritable and all sorts of weird shit. Which constitutes the pimple on your paint? Yeah, the paint, yeah, the, the paint pimple, the taint pimple. Um, my insurance company has been dealing with this for five years with these shots. And I can't believe that they don't know that the 84 day prescription that I have is supposed to be, it's supposed to be actually 90 days, but it's 84 days for the shot. And then it's, then it's a, a bleed off time so that my body gets regulated again. And then I take my shot again. And now I have to wait for my fucking insurance company to essentially, uh, um, approve this shot. Cause now, cause I used to be, uh, two 75 milligram shots mm -hmm. and now it's just a single 150 milligram shot. 
So all they're doing is just combining the How shots. How often do you have to do that, Mike? Every three months, every ninety days. So that's why they think it's like a, it's like eighty. I don't know if they think it's eighty-four shots or a, sh, you know, a, a shot, shot every eighty-four days, maybe. Well, no, I have to take a shot every eighty-four days. But I think they think it's eighty-four doses that I have to take over ninety days. Oh, which doesn't make any fucking sense to me because I've been again, I've been taking these shots for since two thousand and four. Almost 20 years now. The same ones? No. No, I've, I've actually had... Um, You've had a couple different kinds of meds, right? Yeah, I, I built up an immunity to Enbrel, and then I had Stellara, and then I was starting to build up an immunity to that. And then I took another shot that I was allergic to, and um, that caused massive problems and massive amounts of weight loss, which was kind of cool, but the pain was just too much. Uh, and now I'm on this thing called Sky Rizzy, so... Sky Rizzy in the hizzy. Yeah, so... Sorry. It's all good. Sky all good. Rizzy. I just wanted to know if you guys ever had to deal with specialty pharmacies, if you have any stories. I have zero percent of I special have, pharmacies. I have pharmacy stories, and it's basically like if I can't stay on board with my doctor and we're not on the same page because I'm going through it now, like I haven't taken... I haven't taken a certain blood sugar medication for almost a year now. And it's because we can't get on the same page about getting the pharmacy, uh, the per- fucking, the prescription number. Right. So I missed my last doctor's appointment on purpose out of embarrassment. Cause she's going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm going to be like, well, I have a list of things that are wrong with me. I was going to say, do you need me to go to the doctor with you uh, and be like, let well. Let me go out to the car and get the list of things that are wrong. <laughs> and uh, we can go over that. Baby. Travis and I can join you and be like, dude, just. Right. Okay. But my question for you is, why are you embarrassed to go talk to your doctor about the fact that they're the ones that are fucking up the prescription? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad That's you asked That's a good it. question. Do you have an answer? I do have an answer. Here's the truth. I am just now getting interested in trying to be an adult. <laughs> and you can ask Travis, like credit card companies are calling me. I'm taking the calls. What? I'm making payment I arrangements. I don't take the calls. How, and I am a fucking adult. How dare you? You're, yeah, you're almost knock knocking that, that off right the off table the there. I'll take it. Am I right or am I wrong? No, uh, yeah, Clay answered a phone call today from a credit card company and was a big adult about it. Yeah. I moved payments last week. You guys heard about the, the getting paid yeah, debacle. Yeah, that, that nightmare. Travis was pulling his fucking hair out, and I was like, I'm just going to stand back because it seems like he's got this. <laughs> Three and a half hours on hold with Chase. Ugh. Three and a half hours, and not one person picked up the phone after they found out what I needed. Did the janitor pick up and be like, hello, why are you still in this line? I'm just cleaning. Yeah. After they found out what I needed, the department I needed, they said, okay, we're going to transfer you over. Please wait. Three and a half hours. I just hung up after that. I still want to know why no comedian, like Saturday Night Live and no comedian has picked up on the, the Chase Freedom fucking credit card thing. Like I have seen nobody make any jokes about that. It doesn't that doesn't make any sense. That's that's a built-in joke right there. Yeah. But yet yeah, nobody nobody calls Chase out on this fucking credit card. Chase Freedom, perfect. Mm. Let's do that. Big Bank. All right. Hashtag Big Bank. Yeah. So I've been working on my. Um, credit. I'll be here all night. Thanks. I've been. <laughs> I've been working on my credit with the Experian thing popped up in something I did. Like, I'm getting oh. it for free now. Maybe my bank account. I really Maybe. don't know. Maybe. Could be. Yeah. And it was they, going credit karma. You know, this is funny. The, the big three, I remember this from finance. Mm-hmm. It's TransUnion, Experience, and Equifax. Mm-hmm. They used their, one of them used to be called something else. That's how fucking old I am. Yeah, right? they did. That's true. And you're looking to find out what your FICO I think it was score. Equifax that was the one that was. Changed from something else? Yeah. I think it was Lighthouse or some weird thing or I think they like merged. But I'm with uh what's the one we use? Experian? 
it's like a free service almost included, like as a bundle and something right. I did. Yeah, experience is usually the one that's bundled. And it's very helpful. Travis is using the same thing. Yeah. And they will let you add in things that maybe the credit reporting bureaus wouldn't normally know about. Like Travis has, he told me just today, Netflix on there somehow. And he was like trying to explain how you can add more things into your Experian account yes. so that they can better track what you do pay on time. I'm not saying that any reoccurring payments. Yes. Yeah. And the fun part of this is, is I've been struggling to get like I have these obscure credit cards. I'm not even sure. Like I, I got that call today. And at one point I was like, wait a minute. How do I know you really work for first premier bank? <laughs> right. I got all like skeptical. And she's like, well, because. I know your last payment was this, and I and look at the telephone number on your screen, and I was like, good. I don't believe you. No, I was like, okay, good enough. <laughs> I forgot what the over uh, Obscure the credit cards, like the one from Circus Circus? Yes. <laughs> Circus Circus has a credit card? Circus Circus, Circus MasterCard. <laughs> oh, my God. Please do not fucking tell my husband that. <laughs> do not. What's the strip club off of in Rancho Cordova? I have their Showgirls. I have the Showgirls <laughs> Masturbator card. <laughs> With 0% interest balance for do never not mind. My, We're just kidding. Go out to your car, get your checkbook. Dude, you owe me $500. Do not, <laughs> do not tell my buddy Ed about that strip club card. Yeah. He'll be broke. Oh, so much money. The Showgirls MasterCard, but it only works at Showgirls. You show ever been followed to your car by a stripper? It's scary. No, no I haven't. <laughs> no, I haven't. No, I mean, did you owe her money? Not you owe her money. You owed her money, right? Tell the story about us, how we rolled up. You tell it. No, you tell it the best. No. You're telling me. You tell it. Was it was your friend. I'll start it. Tell the story. Wait, it was my friend. So are you talking about the U-Haul thing? No. Yes. What? You tell the U-Haul one. U-Haul is a strip What's one? the other one? That's the one I was talking about. You tell the U-Haul one. You can do it. We we went down to like... Uh, Fairfield. Fairfield to, to pick up couches and a chair and a bed that... Uh, We're talking I, like 2005 yeah, or six. I, I bought off of Craigslist. So we rented a U-Haul, drove down there, picked up the couch, picked up the bed... Drove back up. It like, wasn't just a bed. You had like dressers. I had all kinds and, yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And he those, likes, these, like I said, he researches everything. He fucking scored. This guy was military moving yeah. to Texas and didn't want to take shit. He and his wife said, we're just getting rid of everything. It was brand and all new. All the shit was brand new. Yeah. yeah. So I got it for dirt cheap. So we're, we're coming back up. At this time, he's dating my ex wife. And uh, he says, uh, No, no, pull the whole thing up. Oh my Sorry. God. Pull the whole thing up, Travis. Is that, is that better? You're going to have to no, tighten no. something. So, Okay, push. Hold on a second. No, you're pulling. Is it just me? You gotta pull it up. You gotta pull it up. Now tighten it. Tighten it up. Squeeze. Okay, you guys don't. You're not helping. You gotta tighten something up. Have you tried pelvic floor? No, we're not, because I have my other one. Except for the whites are not chilled. Bring it to you. Yep. Or? Okay. I'm scooting closer. No, it's okay. Travis has black five hundred ones. Did you notice that? Black, Wait, we're, we're, we're on. Okay, we're, on okay. we're on a story. These are not black, are they? Yeah, they're black. All right, pick All right. it up. Yeah. So racist jeans. So uh, Clay's dating my ex-wife at the time, and uh, I think she called and said, "You know, like how much longer to you guys are going to be home?" And he's like, "Well, we just got down here, and, and we're already on the way back." But he says, "We just got down here, and we got a load the trailer up, and then we're we're going to be heading back up the hill." And she's like, "Okay, so I'll see you guys in a couple hours." So Clay knew a girl who was a bartender at a, what strip club was that? So at the time it was the Body Shop, but I have to I have to can I just plug something in real <laughs> yeah, quick? Okay. Yeah. The first thing was Travis's ex-wife, my girlfriend at the time, 
got me on this, like, we're putting up new blinds thing that morning. And I was like, I don't give a fuck about this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want this so blinds. as soon as I got in the U-Haul with Travis, I was like, so-and-so is having me put these fucking blinds up. I don't give a fuck. Right? I'm like, I do not <laughs> want to do these blinds. So that was the first part. So then we're going down. And the second part is on the way back up, I, I just looked over at him at one point and I was like, When's the last time you've been to a strip club? So now you pick it up. <laughs> so we're, we're driving in the U-Haul, and yes, we pulled into the strip club in, in a U-Haul. U-Haul. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah. So we, we started talking to these girls, and, and of course, the, one of the bartenders was Clay's friend, and, and she came over and said hi. And so I think the girls felt safe with us because, like, we knew the bartender. And that is a thing. Yeah. That's yeah. absolutely yeah. a thing. No, it totally so, is. So the next thing is, like, we have, like, four girls sitting with us, and, like, every all the other guys looking at us like they're going to kill us. Like, virtually for free yeah 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 so they're all hanging out with us laughing their asses off and could not believe they were like you did not roll up in a u-haul to this strip club and i was like i swear straight up i did go look in the parking lot so they all walked to the door and looked and they just freaking died so girls in their in a you know a stripper uh-huh. like they weren't on stage they had all their clothes on standing well, and they're not allowed to really clothes. go past the door right. like some of them kind of were and they like, it had that outside patio yeah, back it, it yeah. used to be i don't know what it used to be it has almost like a drive up like the pillars and it's the, probably the drive through oh. strip club yeah yes so that was that's i mean we have many strip club stories but I, that's story number one so here's the best part I'll, I'll make this quick so travis's ex-wife calls again and now we're in the strip club and i'm like oh god playing darts I'm like, I gotta, I guess I gotta fucking take this, right? So I answered the phone and she's like, and now I've had a couple drinks. You know what I mean? She's like, so what's going on? And I said, we're at the fucking strip club. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, motherfucker, I've been working on these blinds all day long by myself. And I, 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 you know what a salesman I am? I was able to go outside, calm her down. And I was like, baby, what's up? And she's like, Clay, they look so good. Just come home. Plus, Travis bought her, like, a fucking couch. She got a free couch out of the deal, so I don't know what the fuck her problem is. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, Travis and I have 150 stories like that. <laughs> I love you, buddy. Yep. Love you, too. Oh, my God. I love, uh, well, not love. I love you, you guys. Love what? Yeah, I love everything. Um, <laughs> I know, I knew the bouncer at, uh, at, at the, body, the shop. body shop. Me and my buddy Wes used to go there all the time, and then Wes, so we, we would hang out. Wes is nephew's girlfriend used to work there. One of the people that I worked with also worked there. My brother's uncle's cousin's former roommate. Yeah. So we, we would hang out there all the time. So, cause we went to MTI and then we would from MTI go there and Which just hang what, out. Which is what? Just a little bit up more Garfield? Yeah. It's yeah. Just, it's just I remember it. Up the road a bit. Um, right over by 98 Rock is where, where it is. And, uh, so yeah, we used to hang out there. So I can't remember his name. Doesn't matter. Um, the bouncer that worked when I was, cause this was like 99, 2000. So you guys were probably going there at the same time anyways. No, cause Travis and I met in 2005. Well, you weren't going there? Well, I was. Okay. Then I was absolutely fucking going there. I was killing it in real estate, but. So, so we, we probably crossed paths at that point. Um, we used to go to cheerleaders. No, I never went to cheerleaders. They closed it down too quick. That's why. We were part of the reason why. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot. Well, well no, I've, 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 I've heard the stories. Story already, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've ruined it so um the so the bouncer at uh the body shop his uh stepsister is a porn star bonita saint so if you know who she is big big at the point in time she was a pretty good pretty pretty well known porn star there's there, in fact there was a couple of them that uh came from sacramento what's the name again bonita state bonita saint huh so what year was that 2000 hmm. 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 probably did you want to review that wine real quick 
I don't know. That would probably be the best one to review since you just drank it all. And then we'll, and then we'll jump into the. Let's get in. I the- have a, a short little alcohol related story I'd like to share. Okay. Let's do it. Did you know that it's illegal to be drunk in a bar in Alaska? It also says, is well, it's the one place you go especially to get drunk. People are already drunk, must knowingly enter a bar to drink more either, nor can they remain in the bar where they got drunk in the first place. Basically, you must use your own drunken judgment to decide the point at which you've had enough to, to kick yourself out of the bar, laugh all you want, but the police still enforce it. It's also illegal, illegal in Alaska to view a moose from an airplane or to push a moose out of an airplane or waking a sleeping bear to take a photo or to bring a flamingo into a barbershop. Yes, my view a moose from a plane. Yeah. You're not allowed to. Avert your eyes. You're not allowed to look at a moose from an airplane. No, it's avert illegal. your eyes. Illegal. What, what would... Do I need to call the cops? What? Are you going to... What's the moose going to do? Are you gonna Attack con- the plane? Are you going to confess to something right now? Flying moose? We need to call somebody. Keep in Dude, mind, moose bites are pretty nasty. Moose will just take off like um, a fucking rocket so, at you. So you can't be drunk in a bar, and if you know you're drunk, you have to kick yourself out. Okay, so I would do okay with that law. I know when I'm too drunk and I can kick myself out. No, no, Shit. no. You can't be drunk at all. So, like, one beer and you have to leave. It's going to take a lot more than one. Let, let me, uh, let me, uh, Travis picked up a bottle of wine three weeks ago. We brought it from that. We picked it up for the show. Grocery Outlet Wine, not sponsored by Wild Hair. Never. Cabernet Never. Sauvignon, California. Legendary. Uh, the, doing your thing, I'm sorry. You want to do this? No, I'm, you're doing There is thing. a, uh, very stylized rabbit insignia on the, I'm going to call it a mustard co- uh, colored label with like a dark burgundy rabbit impression. You like that better? Are you digging that more? Okay. So that way you can see. The Legend of the Wild Hair, brought to you by wildhairwinery.com out of the Napa Valley. Alcohol content, 12.5%. Now, I thought it was fantastic. Heather, what are your thoughts? Um, I actually thought it was really good, too. So it wasn't uh, too much in either way. So um, when I had dinner tonight, um, Laura gave me a glass of something. I thought it was a little peppery. And and so this, in contrast, was not. It wasn't as heavy. It was pretty light. Um, so for Cab, I thought it was more like leaning on like a Pinot Noir yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was a light for a cab. It was. It was yeah. a little light for a cab, which I'm not sad about. I'll be no, not at you. all. Um, I I think it was. I think it was a really good. I think it was a really good drinking wine. I think maybe not. I mean, it could really go with anything, but I mean, I think this is going to be your lighter type affair. So instead of like a giant steak and potatoes, this might be more of your like. I felt like I the know. start to finish was like a yardstick on my tongue. Like it just stayed the same all the way through. Can you fit a yardstick on your tongue? <laughs> A small one. Small yardstick. I can fit a... Re- Remember the movie where Matt Damon is put into the smaller area because it costs less? Like, they reduce him in size? Oh, yes. I still yes. couldn't fit a yardstick in my mouth if I was that size. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, exactly. All right. So, let's- yeah. Do you think it's pruny? No, I didn't get that it was pruny at all. She's getting the prune. Okay. I'm ready a little to, bit at the end. A little I'm ready sweetness. to chop up this... A little sweetness at the end. These chemists. Yeah. Let's chop them up. Let's roast these witches. I can't, I can't find shit on them. <sighs> Annie Dukin? Actually, this one's pretty good, too. Here. It's right here. Wasn't it like uh, 40,000 cases? Um, Can we get like a monologue going of like maybe a quick summary, Mike? Yeah. So Annie Dukin worked as a chemist at the Massachusetts Department of Public Health Drug of Abuse Lab. 
which is a weird fucking name anyways drug of abuse um she admitted to falsifying evidence affecting up to 34,000 cases she was convicted november 22nd 2013 where she pled guilty um this is what happened in june 2011 an evidence officer at the lab discovered that dukin had tested 95 samples without properly signing them out Further investigation revealed that she had forged the initials of an evidence officer in her logbook and she was suspended of her lab duties. However, she still uh, was allowed to continue testif- um, yeah, testifying in court until February of t- 2012. District attorneys throughout the Boston area are notified of the breach and protocol and Dukan was placed on administrative leave, blah, blah, blah. During Dukan's time at the Hinton lab, it had been run by the Massachusetts Department of Health's Office of Human Services. In a cost-cutting move, the Massachusetts General Court transferred control of the lab from the state police forensic, I'm sorry, to the state police forensics unit in 2011. The state police mounted a probe into the Dukan case. The probe revealed that Dukan, Dukan, well, how are you saying it? Dukan. Dukan. Dukan's superiors had ignored red flags surrounding her before 2011. I'm just stretching. For instance, she reportedly tested over 500 samples per month, which is five times the normal average, even though her supervisors and colleagues claim to have never seen her in front of a microscope. She frequently <laughs> misidentified samples. That's why she was testing the 500 samples per month. Sorry. Yep, that's cocaine. Yep, yep. that looks good. Yep. That looks like yep. meth to me. <laughs> looks like meth. Uh, Dukan's productivity remained steady after the Supreme Court ruled in the M- Melendez-Diaz versus Massachusetts uh, that chemists who perform drug tests in criminal cases can be subpoenaed to testify, to testify in person. According to an independent data analysis, Dukan's turnaround time for tests actually dropped uh, over a two-year period. The problem was severe enough that Governor Deval Patrick ordered the lab shut down. Police interviewed Dukan at her home in Franklin where she admitted to altering and faking test results in order to cover up her frequent dry labbing or visually identifying samples without actually testing it. That's what dry labbing is. She went as so it's far. Like dry humping. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, it's a, it sounds way less interesting than dry humping. Dry humping is a little bit different, but, yeah. but the same. Yeah. She went uh, so far as to add cocaine to samples in which no cocaine was present. She said she had been dry labbing for about three years. At one point, she broke down saying, I messed up. I messed up bad. I don't want the lab to get in trouble. Well, she, she added was, cocaine to samples, but why? She wasn't even testing them. She uh, uh, to get convictions. Uh, Dukan was arrested and charged with obstruction of justice and falsification of academic records. The latter charge came because she claimed both on her resume and in sworn testimony to have a master's degree in chemistry from the University of Massachusetts. However, school officials revealed that Dukan had no such degree and had never even taken master's level classes there. So she's the reason nobody can lie about their degrees. Yeah. Dukan was formally arranged, arranged, arraigned. (laughs) Shit. You you can't put that in quotes. Okay. Uh, She was formally arranged on 27 charges, 17 counts of obstruction of justice, 8 counts of tampering with evidence, and 1 count of perjury and falsification of records. Prosecutors allege that whenever a second test failed to confirm the initial results, Dukan would tamper with the vials to make them consistent with the inaccurate results obtained by her dry labbing. She was also charged with falsely certifying results that she knew to be compromised. These certifications were admitted as evidence in court. So... The impact. Uh, Benjamin Keene, a prominent defense attorney with the Committee for 
Public Counsel Services said as many as 40,000 people could have been falsely convicted as a result of Tucan's actions. The Supreme Judicial Court of Massachusetts ruled that defendants whose convictions on drug charges were based on evidence potentially tainted by Tucan can pursue retrials without having to face more charges or tougher sentences. However, they would need a retrial to be released, which makes no sense to me. If these samples are tainted, you need to release these people. This is a private prison system, so everybody's making money off of this shit. That's why a retrial uh, would be needed to be released. That's fucking garbage. Yeah. The, false imprisonment. Let them out. Yep. Uh, Massachusetts dropped 21,000 low-level drug criminal charges involving Ducan. Out of the 15,570 cases in which she was involved, only 117 will be pursued. The district attorney in Suffolk County, which includes Boston, other counties, that's what the, according to Daniel Conley, Daniel Conley, the district attorney in Suffolk County. Um, other counties followed suit, taking direction from the state Supreme Court to select a small fraction of cases for re-prosecution. Uh, there is a Netflix series called How to Fix a Drug Scandal. It was released uh, last year on April 1st. So I still don't understand the why. What was she getting out of this? She just wanted the job in the lab? I mean, does she have a personal vendetta against people? Who answer that? Well, here's the answer. Oh. Is that her? Uh-huh. Hmm. Um, How well, old is she? I don't know. Does it matter? She's thir- she's matter? 44. That's kind of doable. 34? She's 44. I think she's attractive. 44? Way too old for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Quagmire. Right. <laughs> I like 42s. Giggity, giggity, giggity. Uh, so Dukan did quality control for a vaccine maker, and no one in the lab oh, worked good. harder. I, lo- I love this fucking spin. And no one in the lab worked harder. She was often the first to arrive in the morning, and the last to leave at night while she was tainting samples. After hours, she would also be working toward a graduate degree in chemistry through a part-time program at Harvard. Uh-huh. As she confessed to colleagues, she had dropped out of Harvard as an undergraduate years before for lack of money and switched to a state school, but she still earned her graduate degree from Harvard. Uh-huh. How do you fuck your life up when you have that much going for you? Because none of it's true. All right. Travis, say the thing that we talked about at work so much, about you're like, this is going to affect... Well, I, I want, I'm going to let Mike kind okay, of, you know, okay. start off All here right. and then we'll just, okay. you know, give our opinions. Yeah. So, um, Dukan had never taken a class at Harvard. Harvard de- didn't even offer a part-time program in chemistry. She made the whole thing up as a ploy for promotion. Um, she didn't get the promotion. So she resigned in 2003. At that point, Dukan, who was 25, had already lied about her qualifications and background, but she always maintained integrity at the lab bench, whatever. Uh, if you lie about one thing, you can't maintain integrity. Um, most people cut corners, do it out of laziness, but Annie always worked hard. She grew up in Trinidad, immigrating to Boston with her parents. Who gives a shit? Um, (laughs) seriously, I don't fucking care about her background of where she came from because no one gives a shit. Say the word come in that next Summa cum laude. She claimed. That's hot. She claimed she graduated summa cum laude, even though the school didn't grant such honors. She also told people falsely that her parents were both doctors. Um, she, so she's just a fucking liar. She's just one of those. Yeah. Yeah. She continued, she continued to lies in college, then at the vaccine company and state drug lab where she invented titles for himself, himself, herself, them, such as FBI special agent of operations. Um, the state lab identified substances that police officers seized during drug arrests and raids since many drugs look alike 
often white or off-white powders. The police would drop the evidence off of the lab so Dukan and her colleagues could identify them. Uh, the first round of tests are, tests are called presumptive tests, told the analysts the general class of the drugs. So if basically you just take the drug and, and put it into a vial with a drip of something, right? See what it is. And they yeah. turn colors. Yeah, and, they, and that's, exact, that's what that is. Uh, formaldehyde, sulfuric acid to an unknown powder. If the sample turned reddish purple, it was an opiate. If it turned burnt orange, it was amphetamine. Other chemicals might turn drugs green, blue, or spur reactions that form distinctly. I think cocaine turns blue. Blue. Yeah. What are amphetamines again? I don't know. The bluer you know, it is, the purer you know, what, what, it is. What yes. They? What is it? What is it? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Move on. So then they run a second test for a confirmation test to narrow things down to what type of drug or, you know, how it, how pure it is, I guess. The confirmatory test or... Jesus Christ, these fucking Are words. you hammered? No. The, the confirmation test involved taking a bit of the unknown sample, dissolving it in a liquid such as ethanol, methanol, or methylene chloride, Running the solution through a gas chromatography mass spectrometry machine. If the first test had indicated, say, an opiate, the chemist would also run samples of known opiates. So you would get morphine, heroin, fentanyl, things like that. So we could they could figure out exactly what type of drug was involved. So Dukan quickly distinguished herself as not only the hardest working chemist, but the speediest. In her first year, she turned through <laughs> 9,239 Weird. drug samples, which is three times what the other nine chemists tested on average. Um, she married... Uh, uh, see, I, I can't stand some of this shit. Look, people started calling her Superwoman. Privately, though, she was suffering. In 2004, she met an engineer from her native Trinidad and married him. Then she was pregnant. But that first pregnancy ended in miscarriage. Maybe from the drugs? Like, aren't yeah, 90% or was it the drugs? Don't 90% of females have a miscarriage so within speedy. Trinidad, Colorado? Yeah. The losses devastated her and put a strain on her marriage. Every woman has a fucking miscarriage. Pretty much. Do they? Yeah. It's 100%. Yeah, I, haven't, I haven't had one that I know of, but I guess a lot of them you don't know. I haven't had one. I'm sure I've had one. I might have I just had don't one know. didn't know it. So. Yeah, it's true. I told her boss, and that's my way of dealing with it. I have chocolate in work. The year after her first first miscarriage, she raced through 11,000 samples. Raced through that. Right. <laughs> with a little go-fast powder. Mm. So, positive, negative. Yeah. Pop. Oh, that, that's like, a good one. That's like, a good ah, one. Ah, oh, yeah. God, get that slide out of your mouth. That's my keeper now. <laughs> Yeah, but she wasn't, she's, she's not the drug user. She, the other one is the drug user. She is just a fucking maniac. A liar. Yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah. That's why I asked what do you call it? A liar. A no, piece of shit. No, no. When, when you consistently lie. Habitual liar. Thank you. She's a habitual liar. What color are they? Who gives a fuck? Like, Let's talk about caramel this. On the top. Superwoman in their mist. So, uh, colleague once caught Dukan using an uncalibrated scale which is a serious breach since the difference between 13.99 grams and 14 grams of heroin or cocaine could have meant a difference of several years in prison. Oh, wow. Uh, colleagues noticed that despite all the tests Dukan recorded doing, she never actually seemed to use her microscope, mm. nor did she seem to generate enough trash. One presumptive test called a crystal test involves mixing an unknown drug with a liquid on a glass slide, crystals form, and different drugs make different shaped crystals. Each test requires a clean glass slide to avoid contamination. So based on the number of tests run, chemists should be throwing away a certain number of slides per month. She wasn't. Colleagues peeked into her discard bin and noticed how bare it looked. Dude, they were going through her fucking trash. Uh-huh. What does it mean? Means that, going through their trash. means that she was dry labbing samples. Hmm. Uh, so she just dry humping samples. Just look at something and go, that, that's right. that? 
Yeah. I like dry humping better. Yeah. It's dry not, humping samples. It's not clear exactly when she started. Dukan was committing fraud. Keeps you closer to God. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, she was committing fraud on a massive scale. Instead of actually running tests, she dry lab samples, glanced at them, guessed what they were, and she got away with it because police officers usually submitted control cards alongside each sample, records that included their guess about the drug's identity. Dukan could therefore simply glance at the card and use that as her analysis. If the cop said it was heroin, it was heroin. No, no further questions, Your Honor. Uh, she always tested unknown samples, those lacking control card information, since she would have been guessing blindly and she didn't dry lab everything. She tested roughly one-fifth of her samples, just to make sure, but otherwise she skipped the chemistry and rubber-stamped the police officer's assumptions to keep her numbers high. Equally bad, she then signed certificates claiming she'd run the tests. Even when Dukan correctly guessed a drug's identity, she violated the suspect's right to due process. And unfortunately, she didn't always guess correctly. Again, there were two rounds of testing. If Dukan went uh, first and the result of the second test contradicted her initial guess, a retest was conducted. But instead of admitting a mistake, she would sneak off, find a pure sample of the drug she had initially claimed, and submit that for retesting. Um, she for- what a peach. Yeah, she started forging evidence to conceal her fraud. Man. Um, one man was arrested with inositol, which is a white powder sold as a health supplement. Dukan nailed him for cocaine. In another case, a man tried to pull a foolhardy scam and sell a small piece of a nut, claiming it was crack. The buyer turned out to be an undercover cop. Still, the suspect figured he'd go free. After all, it was just a nut. He then watched, stunned, as Dukan swore in court to the contrary. I knew she was lying about running the test. He later said, ain't no way, no how, a cashew can turn into crack. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. Right? Unless you uh, believe in magic. Low-level drug offenders often um, often didn't go to prison. Uh, drug convictions have consequences beyond near prison terms. You can get deported or fired or kicked out of public housing. You can lose your driver's license, right to see children. And then, you know, if you do it again, you're a repeat offender. Dukan's reasons for doing all this have never been clear, but she did provide some hints. She sent state prosecutors earnest emails about getting bad guys off the street. She also seemed to adore the glory of being the top chemist in the lab. In another email to prosecutors, she bragged that my colleagues call me superwoman and say that I do too much for the lab and everyone else in general. Regardless of her motives, it's a sad fact that Dukan was far from alone in her actions. In recent decades, dozens of other forensic scientists at labs around the world have been exposed as cheats and imposters to critics. In fact, Dukan's case only reinforced the notion that forensic science itself is something of a fraud. Who's that? FBI fingerprint examiners from the 1940s. What can I have to see again, though? Look at that fucking hairdo. It's fucking bad. I would help her forensic. Forensicate? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, from 2009, the U.S. National Academy of Sciences outlined several glaring problems with forensic science, starting with the fact that most subfields lack any scientific basis. Some are merely collections of hunches gussied up in scientific jargon. As a result, different forensic experts often draw wildly different conclusions from the same sample. Worse still, a single expert sometimes draws different conclusions from the same sample at different times, depending on whether you mention beforehand that you think the suspect is guilty or innocent, evidence that bias drives the analysis. So, forensic science. Yay. So, uh, she is responsible for 34,000 pieces of evidence, 34,000 cases. Let's look at her picture again. No. Let's move on with that shit. So, there. You happy? No, next to the car. I want to see how short she is. She's 4'11". 
Short, Heather. Are you still here? Yeah, just like a bit. All right, thirty-four thousand cases. Travis, we talked about it at work. Well, well, what is this going to do to the legal system? Well, no, I mean Mike hit on it. It's uh, my comment was if you're a, a very good lawyer, the, one of the one of your arguments could be, if, especially if it's a drug case you're representing someone on, is how can we trust your legal process? How can we trust your forensic lab if this is happening? And to this person and this lab, how can we trust yours? And that puts, that's doubt. You can prove doubt. So, I mean, there's a mistrial right there. So, I mean, and now that Mike is saying that this is happening all over the place, it's uh, it's just shocking what this could do to the legal system. Who is to say in any case that involves forensic evidence that has to do with <laughs> drug drugs? Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Look at me, I'm Clay. <laughs> it's true, huh? <laughs> yes. Jack, you know what I call him at work? Jackassery. Jack Who is to say, now that my case hasn't been tampered, fuck you. <laughs> he keeps looking at me. Who's to say that my what? case hasn't been tampered with? What case? That's what Travis and I came back One to. One time got no case. Hand. Who's this guy? That's Sonia Fair. No, she's, it looks like a dude. That's the other one. But she was doing the drugs, right? Yes, yeah, she was, she was doing the drugs. Let, let, me, let, let me look at her again. I bet she was. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I picked my was. face. I picked my puss. I yeah. picked my ass. <laughs> Pick a lot of puss. I uh, scratch a lot of tickets. I yeah. drink a lot of Dr. Pepper. I smoke a lot of Winston Lights. 35,000 convictions have been thrown out due to remaining questions about the reliability of tests performed by Sonia Farrick. Well, so that's she a lot, was she cunt. in a different lab? That's 70,000. She was a chemist at the William Hinton Lab in Jamaica Plain. Yeah. yeah. Was, um, a, separate, a separate lab. But it's in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, so... Oh, it's still Mass, huh? Yep. The district attorney said he proposed the issue to be discussed among prosecutors at the regular monthly meeting Wednesday. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, thank God they're going to talk about it. That's that's good. So, regular monthly old business? While, while someone who's innocent is in prison. I've never been to prison, but it's not a fucking social club. Yeah. I mean, it can be. So, Farrick, who was convicted of stealing drugs, 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 good job, Mike, from the state lab in Amherst in 2014 had tested nearly, yeah, it's exactly what's going on, tested nearly 10,000 drug samples, including 650 involved in Norfolk County cases. She and her Hinton colleague, Annie Dukan, who was accused in similar cases and convicted in 2013, served less than seven years in prison for stealing or tampering with drug case evidence. Yes, Heather. Why do they all have Middle Eastern last names? I don't know. Farrick is... Barack Dukan? Well, Dukan, yes, but I, I don't know about... Maybe. I don't know. Uh, conspiracy? Is there a conspiracy in the air? I don't know. just thought it was weird. It is strange. Uh, Rachel Rollins, who is the Suffolk County District Attorney, said her office also has been working on dismissal of cases Farrakh, or Farrakh, was involved with for some time but declined to provide the number. Farrakh, or Farrakh, had tested 3,189 samples uh, for Suffolk County. Uh, according to records, uh, it's a massive failure. There comes a point where we have to take responsibility. No shit. You have to take responsibility? Yeah, imagine that. For 70,000 cases? L let them go. Fucking let them go. Yeah. Unless they're, I mean, unless they're violent, then maybe not. So, wait, but this this bitch is different because Don't she was- Don't hand at me. She was all- <sighs> She was all stealing- well, She was stealing the stuff though, right? She was doing the drugs, yes. Yeah. So the basically you're saying just, like, I don't know what happened to the sample. Right. The other one was as you have white. Well, no, no. So, so this is what would happen with her. So she she got the sample and then she would take a little bit of it. Right. Oh. This is that when she started off, and then it, all of a sudden it was just like from a little bit to I need to do all the drugs in the lab all the time. So she would break in and then steal. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it'd be like that though. Yeah. She would just fucking do all of it. 
So they, she had to literally they were like, where's our samples? And she, be like, uh, they, they ran, can go. Yeah. They ran out of samples. So she had to go and find other samples and like, and steal so those. So she was getting different samples to fill in for what was there. No, to do them. Okay. But so was- she did all the drugs in the lab. <laughs> so and, and sucked the lab dry. She's Would you a, like to know more? She's a thorough employee. <laughs> so better but, not talk to Joe. But people were people were not getting wrongly convicted with the chick that was doing the drugs. Yes, they were. How? Because she was tainting the samples. Tainted love. Because she was she was literally doing the drugs from the samples that were coming but from the were police. Were they still drugs? Yes. Then the people were guilty. No. You can't taint samples. You can't test. You can't literally do the drugs. You have to test it in a lab. So if you take a cop brings you white powder substance. I snort it. And you snort it. (laughs) And there's a little bit left. You've tainted the sample because you have stuck your face in there. There or there's hairs, particles or whatever. So you can't, you can't do that. So you, so what happens is my ass hairs. You go and you go get another (laughs) sample, like a, a purer sample. Right, and so now they're getting a pure right, conviction. and then she does those too. Is it a? It's not a heavier convic- <coughs> conviction if your sample is more pure. How does that yeah, it not is. Just is get it? immediately shut down? Who's where are the checks and balances in this whole thing? That's well, what well, we want to know. Well, that, what I said to Clay was it should be like a three panel, yes. like like us three. Like okay, we got a sample in from the police department. We're going to find out if this is coke or heroin or whatever. So you do so, one test, I do and, another test. But we're all <laughs> yeah, yeah. here within view of each other. Like this should be a blind study where Clay's going to put down his answer, Heather's going to put down her answer, I put down my answer, and then when the whole test is over, we go, "What'd you come up with?" He's like I got heroin. What you got? Yeah. Hey, if I had a whole bunch of cocaine right now, would you do some? I might. You, seriously, you might? <laughs> no, look at me. 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 Look at Travis. He's like, please look, don't clean look, 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 I don't have any. But if I did, would you be like, maybe I will? Just be honest. Okay, don't tell my husband, but yes. Okay. Mike? No. I know Travis I'm such a wouldn't. fucking stick in the yeah. mud. It's so funny. Oh, yeah. I used to be like, I told. Well, it depends. Because like now they're cutting it with like bad shit. Yeah. Like you oh, can't get the good shit. They always have. You can't know, think of it like that. You can't get the good shit anymore. No. So like I got a buddy that was like one of the guys that I was Oh, no. With you can get Vegas. the good shit. You just have to pay for it. And, yeah. And he, he, I was not there, but he evidently bought cocaine off some guy in Vegas, which I was like, is he retarded? Like, what's wrong with this guy? I'm like, no, 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 no. He made the guy like try it in front of him to make How sure long it was good. Been since you've done cocaine, years. Yeah, me too. Lies. <laughs> when, when, when I was a partner, so it seems like like there was a bar, and I won't say the name of the bar in Nevada City, and like the waitress would be would walk up to our table and have to wait for us to do the lines off the table before we ordered our drinks because we were too busy to order a drink. Is this the bar next to the vegan pizza place? Was that Crazy Horse? No, it was across the street from Crazy Horse. Oh. You didn't go in Crazy Horse when I was a kid. I know what you're oh. talking about. Yeah, starts with a letter. What is it? It doesn't anymore, but it used to. Fuck you. Actually, wasn't that with a locale club in town? Didn't they get busted at one point for selling drugs and coke over the counter? We just didn't give a shit. Where where was that? California. Oh, I was the bouncer there. Well, are you talking about in Auburn? Yeah, I was the bouncer. No, the there California Club in, in Nevada 2000 City. Two thousand and like four. <laughs> I don't know because I was trying to fuck the the bartender girl, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Just come down and be the." I was working at AMPM in Auburn. I was the assistant manager. She's like, "Just come down and be the bouncer." You're like, like okay. the bouncer. That means you sit at the door. So, so essentially, he would just nothing. Ever he, he would log in AMPM and then just wander down. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. I didn't have a car. I had to get rights. Nothing know. ever went wrong. Like I didn't get my ass kicked or 
choke anybody out. He was like, hey, hey, but that's what you should. That's what you should have done is log in at a.m. p.m. and go to the funny thing is, I saw a bunch of people from Placer High. Yeah. yeah, but it had been like twenty five years or no. Whatever. I mean, I used yeah. to go to the cow club all the time. And in fact, if you go early, not twenty five. This like guy maybe died, but yeah. I, from what I understand, his recipe lives on. There was a guy that worked there early, early, early fucking mornings. He was an old guy, and he made the best Bloody Marys that I've ever had. And he died, but I think that they still make them that way. Have you ever and had Serenos? No. Best in the entire planet. They sell the mix and and like the bottles of the mix. And it's like people come from all over the world to buy it. It is the best. I was like, see, and people will say that about a lot of stuff. But like, I don't like them too spicy. I don't like them when they put a bunch of bullshit in them. I don't want it with a fucking burger stuck on the top. Pieces of bacon stuck in it. Like just a regular. Like the Arby's vodka. Which is available now. Can I just say one thing? Yeah. Last week when I was here and I was trying to talk about all the merits of Nevada County and you guys... You want to talk about the Empire Mine? Shut me the fuck down. Clay, shut up. Dude, <laughs> so funny. Were you here for that, Jack? Oh, God. You were? Last so week. Good. Oh, was it oh, last week? week? No, it was, it was two weeks ago because yeah, I was here for that. But the Travis and he was like, like, like does it get a bit of And you guys are like... Ugh, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> He was like, can I tell you guys, he gets it like, like he's the Mormon. Like, can you have a moment to talk about the Jesus Christ, the word Wasn't Jesus Travis Christ? here? No. And he goes, oh. he goes, can I tell you guys about the Empire Mine and both of us at the same time? Just because we go, no. <laughs> I got was fucked. Like, I love when Mike shuts him can down. I, can I tell you one thing though? Can I just, can I just he tell you something? He talked about it anyway. So yeah. Have you seen when Michael, uh, or no, I'm sorry. Who's the other one? Da Vinci? Yeah. Answers his cell phone. He's yeah. like, hello? Oh, hello? Oh, hello? Oh, wait a minute. And now, oh, there you are. <laughs> that would be Van Gogh. Van, oh, that's what I said. Who did yeah. I say? Da Vinci. Da Vinci. I, I knew what you meant. I knew what you meant yeah. because of the but year. It's, it's great, but... Who's Da Vinci? This is radio. The other guy. The other uh, guy. Clay. What? This is radio. They can't see That was a visual joke. I'm doing it for you guys. Okay, that's why I... Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> Fuck you. So I still don't, I still don't get... <laughs> so the other one, so she was... She was a habitual liar. What do they call it? Like, it's more than habitual. It's like a, like, you're compulsive. Compulsive liar. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, she just had to lie about stuff? No, she was, well, she, she was doing drugs, so, you know, No, lying. no, no, the other bitch, the four foot eleven, the midget. No, the, the, the midget was, um, she was doing it out of ego. Right. You know? Her head got swolled up. And, yeah. Yeah. She's a compulsive liar because yeah. she, everybody was was feeding her ego and basically protecting her, you know, so she could do no wrong. And then she just continued doing it, you know. I've never been in that situation. I just always have to continue to, like, produce work to, like, get any credit. Well, like, you're, I can't you're just a, You are absolutely a worker, for sure. And you take it seriously. Most Why would I... you fuck around with your livelihood? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I wouldn't. I wish I was could get away with something like that. I can't. Get I can't get away with it. People remind me all the fucking time. They're like, you're fucking up. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, well, it yeah. gets to the point where, yeah, I mean... You could do it if you work in a company that's large enough to support that, you know? I mean, look, the, the state of Massachusetts has how many people working for them? I have 40, no idea. 40,000 people, let's no say. No clue. 30,000? What's all right? No idea. So, Five. You know, Five yeah, people. But it's 10 times the amount of how many people Walmart has working for them. This is what I always come back to. If you work and you're doing something and it, and you're a professional and you can't take it professionally serious for yourself then you're hollow if you're making it into but nobody's supervising them so excuse me right (laughs) right if you can't if you if it doesn't mean something fuck you (laughs) if it doesn't mean something to you at a personal level if it if you're not invested in it then you're just pretending for i'm not coming back here ever again (laughs) (laughs) i am saying i'm having a glass in general 
It should mean something to you. You should be a professional. Yeah. You should be invested. You should have a set of ethics that you go off of. Well, they do you have should, a set of ethics. But she it's has their ignored own all of these things. No, it's her own personal set of ethics. Just That's her true, ethics, isn't it? Her ethics are balls. Yeah. Her her ethics are... She is in her own cloak and dagger little world. Yeah. yeah. she. I mean, she lies about everything to the point where she was telling everybody that she is FBI special operation. Yeah. So she thinks... This she's she's a she's got a problem. She's got a fucking a brain worm or something. Which going is on. the definition of a sociopath. Right. You know? Yeah. And not that there's anything wrong with that. I am not Me saying either. that there is or isn't. I'm confused. Well, what so what else? So, so there's like different levels. So like if you're a waitress and, and, and I'm not knocking waitresses, that's a very important job, and you drop someone's food in the kitchen, it's ethics that makes you go out to the table and say, Folks, I'm really sorry, it's gonna take a little bit longer. I dropped your food. Right. Five I, second rule. I dropped your food. Yeah, I it's uh <laughs> you know that's five second rule, put it back on the but, plate. But when your career is testing drugs that could potentially ruin someone's life, ruin their family, put them in prison wrongly, your ethics need to be that much higher. That's correct. And this woman has none. That's a Absolutely. perfect point by Travis. Now, what Travis is saying, I think, and it's important, is like police officers, firefighters, people in elevated positions are supposed to lead by example. And sometimes we are let down harder than ever. And this is a key component in that. Yeah. And Can just, you imagine like knowing that you did not have drugs and the lab right. comes back and says it was positive and you're like, what in the actual fuck? Yeah. I had well, a, like that guy cashew. that fucking sold the cashew to the cop and the yeah. cop arrested him for drug, you know, yeah. cashew. possession. Hey, did you know the cashews come from a fruit? Yes. Did you? Yeah, there's a whole song about it on the internet. Have you ever seen what chocolate comes out of the, the, the seeds? Yes. It's weird. It's, no, it's where you're seeing That's those? vanilla. Or it's vanilla? No, chocolate comes from like a, a like a seed, but like vanilla, the vanilla extract comes from a beaver butt. Oh, yeah, that's true. There's a vanilla bean, but there's actually yeah. like squish, ex, the... Vanilla e- yeah, extract or whatever the, you want to call it. There's something that comes from a beaver's butt that goes into vanilla extract. Yeah. A beaver's butt? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Anal gland. There's a lot of weird stuff that we eat. Yeah. Bug shit. I got all kinds of other shit if we get bored with this. Well, let's get over this ferret thing. So, okay. uh, Massachusetts, Ferrets? several Massachusetts judges have ruled the state had constitutional obligation once they knew ferret was using the drugs at the Amherst lab ferret. to also scrutinize her work at Hinton, which had led to thousands of convictions. Uh, the absence of a proper investigation here should not stand. Um, the state failed to specifically probe Farrick's work at the Jamaica Plain facility, even though the correct re- record supports the conclusion that, at minimum, Farrick was using drugs while at the lab. In 2015, the Supreme Judicial Court wrote in another case challenging Farrick's work in Amherst. When personnel at the Amherst Drug Lab notified the state police in January 2013 that Farrick may have compromised the evidence in two drug cases, the Commonwealth had a duty to conduct a thorough investigation to determine the nature and extent of her, her misconduct. And it affects both uh, cases in which defendants already had been convicted of crimes involving controlled substances that Farrick had analyzed. Um, it's just sickening. What, what's I mean, I get, I get that you can do that and be addicted to drugs, but the fact that you're tainting your samples or stealing samples or changing samples would be the issue. <laughs> what's the uh, population of Auburn? Forty thousand. Fucking idea. So that's like that's the it? entire city of Auburn and the ty- entire city of Grass Valley all going to jail because of two people. Yeah. Yep. How's that feel? That's fucked up. That's the that's truth. More is that's, than fucked up. that's so one person. Yeah. 
and when how many knows who who knows how many other people really in a uh, conglomerate uh, conglomerate yeah yeah yep that's the one situation have affected it's like when they show you something where it just spreads out like a disease you know that's how many people have been actually and that's just these two women how many more people have done this that's what we kept talking about it's it's just bullshit which Which calls back into speculation how many people could actually say at this point sitting in prison a lawyer a family member who is to say if my case was fairly judged. Can you say without a doubt that what you had was not narcotics? When? Whatever your case was. No, but I'm saying <laughs> it's scary. True. Yeah. Very Think true. about it. Yeah. How about the poor guy that had a cashew nut? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, even then, so there is a... Um, Anytime when my kids were babies, I could have been pulled over and had a baggie full of formula. Right. Yeah. And you were probably yeah. snorting it. Mm. So that was like in seventh grade with Eric Lowry. There's a there's a guy named Eugene Sutton who had long story point zero four grams of a substance, whatever it was, that Farrick had tested, and they had to they have to question it for this amount of controlled substance. Has been a very large amount of resources uh, just to try and f- figure out what type of substance it was. They dropped the Sutton case uh, October seventh of whatever fucking year it was, in part because of questions surrounding the Inspector General's investigation of Hinton. That's the lab. They still haven't really done anything in regards to any of the cases. There's a cloud of doubt that hovers over the Inspector General's probe and Farrick's Hinton work. Inspector General Glenn Kuna acknowledged in a 2019 court filing that his office had not conducted an in-depth... This is 2019. An in-depth investigation specifically into the actions of Farrick or any other individual at Hinton. That was two years ago. They haven't done shit because they don't fucking care. They don't care. It's a money-making machine. True money train. That's exactly what it is. And um, uh, Connecticut-based forensic scientist Michael Wolf and former FBI assistant director recommended in 2013 to a lawyer in Kuna's office that in addition to Dukan, the work of seven other chemists, including Farrick, should be scrutinized because of their high testing numbers. The inspector general disclosed emails uh, following a court order requiring their release. So there's at least seven other chemists right. in Massachusetts yeah. that are tainting samples. So one person did 40,000. So two people did 70,000. Yeah. So that's 30,000 per person. So 35,000 per person times seven. Why is Massachusetts That's 230,000 cases. Mm-hmm. That you have to take out now. Yeah. You have to. That, drop every one of them, let them all out. And then they can turn back around and sue you for being wrongly accused or wrongly convicted, and you can get money back from the state. It's a, see, they would never allow that to happen. Yeah, and that's why they're not allowing it. To now, happen. here's the other thing: imagine the litigation costs to us as taxpayers. Um, just for them doing the the um, the investigation into this lab was somewhere around six million dollars. Yeah. That's why they'll we're, never. We're paying for this. They'll never let this happen. They'd rather have the people in prison illegally than actually come forward and and deal with it. So yeah. there is no real tip to the scales of justice. No, nope. nope. It stays right where it's at. The inspector general's office spent 15 months and six million dollars in public funds examining lab operations before releasing its 2014. This was in 2013. 15 months. 15 months doing an investigation and six million dollars. Yeah. 
That's fucking ridiculous. That is ridiculous. How is that any different from living in a situation where you have a monarch king laying down the judgment? Right. Right? And, no. and how does that not take you one month? One month. Hey, uh, we just caught her red-handed. We set yeah. her up. She failed one month. One month, you're done. It's over and done. She's out. Red yeah. tape, Well, friend. it's like Nevada County. Michael Moore, who I don't care for anymore, but I did like him back then, came to Nevada County. Oh, that guy. Did, yeah, did the whole movie on Nevada County has less trials going to, or less cases going to trial than any other county in California, and actually on the western part of the United States, and proved that the public defenders were basically going to the DA and go, what do you want to do with this case? Like, I want to be a DA someday, so I'm going to play ball with you. Doesn't matter who I'm defending or, or if they're innocent or guilty or not. It's just, I don't want to go to trial. If you don't want to go to trial, we don't really care if they're innocent or guilty. Let's just get the DA what the DA wants to make them look good. Right. He made a whole movie about it. His sister worked in the uh, public defender's office. Mike, did you know that? You weren't aware of that one? No. This is way before Fahrenheit 911. Yeah. This he, is a this is an interesting topic actually. It is. He did a whole he made a movie about it and and how corrupt like, Nevada this is, County is. Like this is a first in these small towns? No. No, it's not even close. These counties are all corrupt. We had to research extensively to even find the name of the thing. It's yeah. not easy to find. Oh, it's not but, well, well, yeah, it was before it got ones. like it didn't it's get like bigly easily produced. located. Um here's here's something that really fucking will annoy you. The questions about Farrick's Hinton work have resulted in a split among prosecutors about the caliber of the Inspector General's investigation and the chemist's work at the lab. I mean, you have a split. A split? split. You have a fucking drug addict and $6 million worth of investigation money that have, that have just gone right down the tubes. and Or up the tubes. Yeah, up your nose. And no one's being prosecuted. Farrick had tested 12, 1,100 samples for Essex County cases. But a spokeswoman for the district, um, I'm sorry, the, uh, for the district attorney, Jonathan W. Blodgett, said his office was not planning any action regarding her work. You have oh to. Oh, my God. Does not take issue with the inspector general's investigation and will not be taking any further action at this time. How the fuck can you not right. take any action against someone who performed 1,100 or 1,200 tests and every one of them has a question mark behind it because of her absolute obsession with the amount of drugs that were going into her system. Right. Uh, in Plymouth County, uh, Farrick performed a thousand tests, also said his office would not take any further action, but uh, Beth Stone, who was a spokeswoman, added in an email that the district attorney was open to any and all new information and will take appropriate steps up to and including dismissal if needed. James P. McKenna, who represents Sutton and another defendant challenging his Middlesex conviction, applauded the recent dismissals. It's tremendous that they're standing up for the rights of defendants, even though it took a little while to get there. Um, there's a bunch of others that are suing for their you know, over constitutional uh, rights and stuff like that. Um, there was no investigation of Farrick at Hinton. Wow. And they don't care. No. Because there are people in jail and it's a private fucking prison system and they're just making tons and tons of fucking money. Right. That's why the the uh the head of the prison in New York where Jeffrey Epstein was killed or died or suicided. He hung whatever. himself with some licorice. Yes. She <laughs> I think a scarf it's she, on a doorknob. Uh that person is now the head of a minimum security prison making more money. She got a promotion or he got a promotion. Um weird. To a minimum security prison in New Jersey. Weird. Right. Weird. How weird. So weird. Did How he also weird. have deposits into his bank account? Yeah. Yeah. There's there's more coming out about that whole yeah. death thing, including oh, sure. uh, How the you know two... just you know just Lane is uh, starting trial here pretty soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yes, she is. It's Anyone funny else got the, anything? Well, I was just saying, it's, it's funny how the, both guards who were watching them just took a break. Mm, take a break right now. Yeah. Let's uh, let's leave some rope. Well, yeah. they, not not just take a break. Power went out. Right. The power went oh, out multiple yes. times during that day. Yeah. Weird. Uh, the, yeah. When he died, the power was out. Right. Um, no one saw anything or heard anything. Yeah. These are all in quotes. And um, there was reports of another person being at the prison near Jeffrey Epstein's cell at that same point in time. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of weird shit going on. Right. Of course. And they just found another black book. I, I sent that to you guys. And they dated it back to the time. They, they dated it back to the mid-90s. And it has all these numbers in it. And they and these reporters were going through and calling all these numbers. So Trump's old numbers in there. Um, Gates, Clinton, a bunch of supermodels, a bunch of a bunch of rich people. And Jeffrey Epstein was a known fucking celebrity chaser. So yeah. there's a bunch of celebrity numbers in there, and they're not hard to get if you're in the right circle. So yeah, right. I give a fuck less about the black book numbers, with few exceptions. Clinton, Bill Gates. Uh, I I don't know if Bob Guccione was in there, but probably. And so when the reporters were going through and calling, they're like, hi, we found a book that is linked to Jeffrey Epstein. We're doing forensic research on it. Am I speaking with this person? Yes, you are. Or, you know, who am I, who, who's, who's calling? We're reporters. Can we, we're recording this. Can I, you know, record this conversation? No, you can't. Out of, out of the phone numbers that they called, most of them are uh, disconnected. Uh huh. Uh, but, they correlate with the numbers in the other black book from um, the time, like uh, Trump's Palm Beach phone number. The area code is different. So the area code from the 90s to the 2000s had changed. Yeah. So those two numbers correlate, which means that they're about 85% sure that this is Jeffrey Epstein's book. It was found by a lady in New York. She picked it up and said, oh, this is a nice book and did nothing with it for 20 years. Wow. And then all of a sudden, she's like, oh, this is Jeffrey Epstein's book here. Now give me millions of dollars. Hmm. What? Yeah. So she didn't try to return it. She didn't try at all to fucking return the book. How did did all of a sudden she come up and be like, this must be Jeffrey Epstein's book? Well, she didn't know whose book it was at the time. That's just recent. When she picked it up, all she had to do is open it up. She's like, oh, there's all these numbers for all these rich people in here. I thought I'd just keep it because it's a memento, keepsake type of thing. No, 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 no. Yeah, that, that's a lie. You kept it so that you could call these people and then you could try to sell something to them or try to get a job from them or you're going to keep it to uh, sell in the near future to make money for your retirement. That's right. exactly what she was doing. Blackmail. Yeah. Did it work? Uh, she's They're giving her money for it. So, yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to take a quick break and then continue on with the stories or you're going to the bathroom. So let's let's take a quick break and then. Okay. All right. 